This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I'm Caroline Huthart from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Emily Wood, also from Wellington, Florida, and you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network, episode 2069, brought to you today by S Equestrian. Good morning, Horse World! Oh my God, it's Tuesday. It's top-class show jumping uh, at the very best. Every horse is different, and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember, we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. Yay, we're back. First Tuesday of every month is jumping day. We love being here. I've got Caroline back with me. Caroline Hathard has her... uh, microphone now which we've all been waiting for so thank you glenn because the cell phone uh was a little bit rough um for for her as well as i think everybody listening so we've got that so glad you're back we're going to be here every uh month caroline right you've agreed yep you're in okay definitely in i've got all the equipment got it in the mail it was fedex or whatever open it up set it up i'm very excited no more cell phone trauma no more cell phone but now you have other trauma because of all the cords and all of the tech, the tech support that's necessary. Tech support is a problem, but we're going to try our best. Well, and I'm not a good tech supporter, so I need my own tech support team. So really between the two of us, we're here though, we're on. So we have a really good show lined up. We actually have a great interview with Anthony Douglas is a local cowboy here in Wellington. does a fabulous job with young horses, problem horses and everything. So we're going to give him a ring. And then we have our favorite, all the listener questions. We have so many really, really good ones. Uh, not all, not only just training questions too. We have some other kind of horse management stuff too, which is fun. So that's the deal. That's what we have to look forward to. And we're going to give Anthony a call. So here's Anthony. We got him on the phone. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. Anytime. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. I think it's going to be great kind of get into some some different training things here. Um, Anthony, like we said, is a, is a cowboy here in Wellington, Waloxahatchee, I guess, um, which we have known of him for quite a few years, had other people's horses that we were connected with in and out of there. And, but we just formally met actually a few days ago, a week ago or so with, with another horse that went in there. Um, but super, super interesting, a uh, big business that you all have there. So just to get started, um, you know, it's pine tree quarter horses is the name of the farm. And maybe you could just give us a little bit of your background and kind of how the, I mean, I don't even know how long the farm's been there. I mean, the property is really big. <laughs> I was shocked okay. when we drove in because everything is so small here. But yeah, give us a little background. I tell you, I'll, I'll kind of start with myself and I'll kind of go into the pine tree and the family there that I work for. How's that sound? So perfect. I've been down here 13 years. I am originally from Tennessee, got my start riding and everything when I was nine years old. Uh, worked for a super guy in Tennessee. His wife, Steve and Kathy Fowler, they kind of taught me the ropes and everything. I went to college to uh, 
and I've always wanted to go do the quarter horses on a larger national level scale. So got in touch with Andrew Augsburger with him and his wife, Lori, are the head trainers at the barn I work for and uh, Lori's parents own the farm. Uh, it's 25 acres located in Loxahatchee, uh, right up Okeechobee and E-Road. Uh, got 28 stalls. Uh, we hear year-round and uh, show the quarter horses competitively in all-around events in the on the uh, on the national level. So we go all the way from here to Oklahoma, and we uh, we kind of do that pretty big time. But uh, have recently got into helping some people with some warm bloods and stuff like that, and I kind of and I enjoy that. So, but I work for super people. They're the best in the world. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so that's kind of my background and the farm's background in, in a nutshell. So, yeah, I was really surprised when we went in there. I mean, all of the properties are so small generally, I mean, that we go in and out of, you know, there's small little five acre parcels, whatever, but the, the farm right. is big right. and, uh, it's a big operation, big training facility, multiple it, rings. It, it is a big training. It is a big training operation. It keeps us busy. And like I said, the people I work for are amazing. I mean, I kind of get my dream job in paradise. I guess is what I tell people all the time when I got to move down here 13 years ago. So it, uh, it, it it's fun. So it is fun. And I met a lot of nice people from doing this. So. Well, and you probably didn't have a ton, or maybe you did, uh, communication and rubbing shoulders with other disciplines like the hunter jumpers the dressage we you know that we're all stuck here in the same town together for the winter but <laughs> no, I, that's unique no, no, no not really but you know like i said i've been fortunate and had some people kind of call and want to see if we want to do what would work with them and it's kind of turned into really good a good thing especially this winter it's kind of taken off a little bit so and like that, yeah. i enjoy working with those guys so yeah, it looks like that. I mean, even just the couple places that I ride at, I think there's like, you know, five or six horses or something that are over at your place yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So. With us, but which is so great because they're def- they're different, uh, you know, like to be able to send the horse somewhere uh, to just get a little polish or or if it needs to be broke because you do young horse starting everything. I mean, it's uh-huh. just a, and it's totally different. Um kind of system i guess if you want to call it like that you don't always see what a lot of people are buying their warm bloods in europe you know and they're started a certain way over there and, right you know, walk to can or whatever but i mean it's different over at your place they're out tied uh, to the trees and stuff <laughs> it is you know a lot of that's just for their patience and their level to get them out on see things you know a lot of people it's so great up in their stalls all day long and they're out on their little top holes that we have they're out there seeing things and stuff like that that you guys are going to accomplish, uh, encounter at the horse show. So they're like, oh, no big deal. There's a golf cart going by. You know, no big deal. There's a tractor coming by. You know, things like that. So, yeah, so no, like, that's... there's a lot of different exposures is what they need. And, you know, our, you know, and I try to give them the most exposures they possibly can. So, well, and it does show that the one filly, uh, that, that that's by my stallion that's there. I mean, she is, you know, I've known her since she was born and she's a, a real good filly, but she just, you can tell like she's just for two years old. I mean, she's so has so much exposure. Like you can just see it, you know, the way she's standing out there or tacked up. I've seen some videos of her, you know, with y'all riding her too. And, uh, it really does make a difference. They cut, they come along, uh, faster. You know, I guess. And, and, and I don't really push them. I want to teach them something. I don't want to trick them into it. Like when they leave our program, they know something, you know, I mean, it's not like there's no gimmicks. There's put a gimmick on hard work and wet saddle pads is what I like to say. You know, you have to be out there every day with them. It's a regimented schedule, even on the, you know, I mean, they have to, they have to 
they have to teach them to have a work ethic, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And they have to learn how to give the pressure right off the bat, you know, and just learn to be a nice, supple individual for whoever's going to take them on and do whatever job they're supposed to go on and do. And do you have, I know you kind of obviously do the starting and the, and the young horses, but you recently, uh, from what I'm hearing and speaking with you more, you do kind of specialize in behavioral issues as well, right? Sometimes <laughs> I try to do what I can with those situations, you know what I mean? And that's where I like to, I find that horse a job, you know, and I try to put its energy where it's using this negative energy. Like say, if it likes to rare or do something like that, I go out there and I'll take him galloping, you know, do something, make him use himself in a different aspect where he's not worried about whatever is bothering him before it's making him want to, you know, to have a behavioral issue. I try to take that negative energy and put it into a positive, into a positive area. And so, yeah, no, that's really, that's a really good way to, to think of it. And because you see a lot of people kind of attack the problem. Like for example, you have one that wants to stand up, you know, then they're addressing it over the stand up, but to, to, you're, you're saying kind of being more proactive with the horse. Well, there's usually a reason that causes that, you know, I mean, there's something going on with that, with that horse right there. So you gotta, and I kind of go back and take it a little slower approach to them, you know, and just kind of find out how they click and what's setting them off and then try to figure it out that way instead of going in there, you know, and causing a bigger wreck than what than what's already started. Yeah, for sure. No, so, I think we've all so. been there. So, What's uh, like the, your most difficult situation you've ever encountered with one of your clients? The most difficult. You're about uh, to get I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big gray horse. I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it. <laughs> we have yeah, one. Yeah, I'm curious. We're, we're, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to try to top that. They've all yeah. been kind of challenging, you know, in certain aspects. I can't say one just kind of st- stands out in my mind, you know. I mean, I have one to come in and like to stand up and wave, wave at you, but we got over it, you know, I mean, I found out deep down inside he was hurting somewhere, you know, so, you know, like, we give them all the fire aspects of not just, not just saying they're being bad because they're mentally bad, but, you know, I like to make sure they're not hurting somewhere or anything like that as well, so. Yeah, so many of the behavioral issues come from, like, just a lot like like of I mean, if, it, if we're hurting somewhere, we're going to be at our best of our ability, so. Yeah. And so then, so you really have to have the horse, uh, in your care. I mean, I know some people go out and will ride around yeah. town. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't do that because I have the facility and I have my support group there at the house. Except if I need help with one, I got the people there I trust mm-hmm. and, you know, and I got all my equipment there that, you know, it's where it's, where it's right there. You know, I mean, instead of, cause sometimes you go out to somebody's place, God knows what kind of wreck you're going to get into. And I try to avoid that at all costs. Oh, yeah, because you don't even know. I mean, what are they eating, you know? What did they right. go out? You know? right. How are they handled right. even? Just right. walking to and from the stalls. I've seen oh, I know stuff happen just walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Or getting a shower or something. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 I mean, I, that's no, the story of my life. I'm always no. in and out of places. And, yeah, it's hard because you just don't know what you're getting on every day. Or or exactly. if where you left it off, you know, the last time yeah. you wrote it. Exactly. So I like to have a little more of a hands-on approach and be the one that feeds them, takes care of them, unsaddles them, and, you know, be right there. I, I like knowing how they operate, how they click. So Yeah, no, totally. And all their, and, and all their habits that they, you know, each, one, each horse is individual, and you have to t- treat each one like that. So, 
you guys do. Um, I saw all of your rings out there, and you all can check it out online too. It's uh, well, you tell them the website. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, pine tree quarter horses. Um, so pine tree oh, qh dot com. Pine tree qh dot com. Yeah. So you guys can check it out. I don't know how. how uh, how, and on Facebook, and on Facebook right? as well. Yep. Yeah. Pine tree quarter horses. But I was really impressed with uh, that you had all the different rings and like the one ring was like filled with cavaletti. I mean, you all are jumping. Uh, we do uh, in the uh, AQHA classes. We do, there's a class called the trail class, and that's where it's basically you teach a horse to go over poles, and it's supposed to be supposed to imitate obstacles you would see out on the trail. It's kind of one of our specialties, and so it's basically it kind of reminds you a lot like a hunt. The horse has to go the strides in between each poles. Each stride is different for walkovers, trotovers, and uh, lopeovers. And you have to sometimes open a gate, sometimes do a 360 in a box. You have to uh, side pass. And it's kind of it's made to uh, simulate uh, things you would see on a trail, but in a, in a show type situation. So and I do you find that stuff is really useful to incorporate with the warm bloods. You know, I do a lot of ground poles with them like that, you know, because, of, you know, you guys get a hold of them. They've seen a pole before. They've gone over something. It's not like, oh, crap, what is that? You know, I mean, so, I mean, I'll throw a pole. And it gives them something. The reason I like the trail, it gives the horse something else to think about other than riding around in a circle. Yeah, so, I I agree. My mare won't go on trails, though. Caroline's the trail riding queen. Oh, yeah, except oh, her horse doesn't do trails. Right. <laughs> I was talking about the, the, the trail our class that we show at our at our shows. That's why yeah, I like yeah. doing that class because it, you know, it gives the horse something else to think about. You know, I mean it gives them a purpose. So And you all show uh kind of a lot, right? I mean do We do, we do, we do, yeah. we you know, we travel a lot, you know, we we uh we're all over the place in the summertime and so we go as far as Oklahoma City and been, been as far as Arizona showing and you know it's kind of yeah we do it you know not to brag but pretty big time so that's great well now you're going to be doing it pretty big time getting warm bloods back under tack and yep. <laughs> riding around we're just going to keep sunning them is what's going to happen because that yeah. I mean, now after my injury with you know I, everybody knows I guess I broke my ankle pretty bad um, and the, the old herniated discs in the neck and whatever, I'm working through it all, but now I'm back. I actually, this is going to be my first week, I think showing this next week oh, um, since for so long, you know, but yeah, you know, it's such a great, a great thing to have a place to send there where, you know, they're going to be cared for correctly. They're going to use, you know, someone like yourself is going to take your time right. and, and figure out either if they're just getting started or uncovering what the issues are, if there's a problem, you know, where it's coming from. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for taking the time out for us today. Oh, you're and, very uh, welcome. I appreciate you uh, uh, wanting to interview me and everything. So I appreciate it. So. Oh, yeah. Happy to have you for yeah. sure. Well, good luck with everything. We will be in touch. Thanks, All Anthony. Right, thank you all. So our next uh, part here is one of our favorites, the Q&As. You all are so great. Our listener us questions. The, the questions. Yep. We love them, and uh, there's a lot of really, really good ones, so we are going to launch into it. And you guys, we just love having them, and we love updates, too. You know, you you guys can uh, comment and post and things on any updates, because we, we like to help horses. We like or to help also, people. if something we've suggested is not working, please yes. let us know so we can help better. Yeah, totally. Because all horses are different. You know, not one thing is going to fit every single horse, so you just let us know how we can help. Yep, agreed. 
So we have, let's launch in here. Our first question, I'm just going to go right down, down our list is Brenna Starch asks for fitness tips for someone confined to an arena due to winter. Uh, and the vet said my horse is fat, cry face. <laughs> We've all been there. It's all about condition. Uh, it, it really, I mean, we've done a lot of indoor work, Caroline. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like when we're, when no, we're up indoors in is good. Stuff, we did a ton of indoor stuff. I, uh, I wouldn't be discouraged by being, you know, somewhat in your opinion, confined. I don't, I wouldn't see it as that. I'd stop right there for starters. Don't see it as a confinement. See it as an, uh, it's a situation where you can actually get creative mm-hmm. with small spaces. For sure. Um, all our usual Pessoa rig and those things count. Um, lots of pole work. I, even what the cowboy was saying, you could make little, I know. What, what was he saying about the, uh, like, a, a, imitating a trail? Lope. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, he, yes, it's, it's like the, their trail class. I mean, I've seen some of those videos online. Uh, and it's but you can get very, very, very creative and just... Yeah to have your horse think where he's putting his feet and pick his feet up like that, that's using more energy. And in a small space, you don't have to have the room to gallop. You can be doing these tedious little things, but you're thinking and you're asking the horse different variations of using muscles in ways that he wouldn't normally. And it depends what this horse does, what its job is, you know, what is its optimum fitness? What is he preparing for? Um, And then you just gauge it. You don't want to overdo uh, the, the work, if, if you're building up fitness or strength, muscle walking, believe it or not, is so great. You get on walking and just walk is for 30 minutes. Very first. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, weighted boots, which we use Those a lot. Are great. Yeah. That's if you don't have, you know, we're down here in sunny Florida in t-shirts, which is great for us. But for those of you who yeah. are confined, uh, indoors, I would definitely use some of these, uh, I wouldn't call them gadgets, but they're very useful. Yeah, tools. training tools. They're, tra- they're great training tools, and you can add more weight, less weight. They're mm-hmm. ceramic ceramic plates in all four front and hind boots, and even bell boot weighted boots yeah. exist. Those are great, and you can <clears throat> you want to start slow with those because I find like in my workouts, I mean, I you my cut workout the time is half. And- yeah, Almost. Absolutely. And you got to be thoughtful because all of a sudden, especially if it's cold and maybe they're fuzzy and you're not seeing, you know, the sweat come out right away, you know, you don't want to get them sore. Uh, so go slow with those for sure. Maybe you want to start is. on a lunch a little bit, but they're so helpful. And for us, we don't have the hills. Like unless you're at a big operation with the big treadmill, you know, which not all the our operations have, uh, those weighted have been a real game changer for us down here. It's just so flat, you know, even if you get out on the trail. Um, so, so yeah, so I guess keep, we could, we can relate our flatness to their yeah. lack of being outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we don't, we're, you know, there's no Hills. I think Anthony's place has Hills. <laughs> we're going to go find Florida out <laughs> Yeah, as far as a, a South Florida Hill it looks, um, which is more of like a slope or something, but, but anyways, yeah, no, do, do that and keep us posted. Uh, just go slow because when you're building fitness, you don't want to overdo it and get them sore. All right. Next all right, next question is from Sam Dorney. Update, my boy's feet are trimmed. He goes barefoot, and my farrier assured me they're well-balanced. My farrier has a good reputation, but how do I really know if my horse's feet are balanced as they should be? It is the same for all horses, or does it vary according to my horse's confirmation? Question mark. P.S. My baby isn't 30 yet. Oh. 
So there's still time to correct something <laughs> if, if there's something needs correcting. Um, I We love barefoot. I mean, we keep our breeding horses stay barefoot, the ones that we own. Hey, my jumping one is barefoot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you know, all the way up, you know, we, they don't get shoes until they have to. Honestly, if they, if they have to show on turf, you know, then you need to put studs yeah. in and then that's a different level of competition. But, yeah, no, we, we keep them barefoot and they are all different and it very much is uh, – is uh, dependent on the conformation of the foot and the leg, uh, how the horse wears. Um, you'll see the the wearing and the chipping. Like if the horse is out of balance, that you're going to get um, the flares and some cracks. And 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 okay, they they don't grow perfectly even anyway. But you can just notice how your horse's foot wears um, for the same month, excuse me, or or however long in between uh, trims. But I think. Uh, you know, it's, it's you're gonna you're gonna have to look at the horse's leg. Well, let's just say, hopefully, this horse is not a thoroughbred, right? Because I would not suggest the bare feet. That's always hard. Yeah, some of those them are very do. hard to balance. But uh, outside of that, you it's, should be all good with the bare yeah, feet. You really should. I mean, that God gave them feet. Well, know? I don't know if listeners know this, but Emily actually trims her own. Feet. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. And I don't know necessarily trim as much because I think the trimming can be a little bit aggressive when you really take the nippers, you know, and, and take foot off, but I will rasp. And that's kind of simulates the self trimming, uh, of a, a wild horse, you know, it's kind of how their, their feet were, were intended to work. Um, so yeah, I just keep after it a little bit with the rasp and all of ours. I mean, they, after enough time and if the foot, the foot will somewhat balance itself from the pressure of the animal, uh, on the foot, you know, on the ground, walking and everything. So if you don't really now, unless you have a confirmationally compromised horse, right? Your old Grand Prix horse. I was just gonna is... say, like Heidi's left hind. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so she just had a little bit of kind of a crooked confirmation leg, you know, and the foot on the body wasn't the foot's fault. It was kind of the leg. It's a little bit crooked, but she jumps clear and she's fast. And you know, what are you going to do? But, but she, you do have to pay attention yeah. to that balance yeah, because it gets she, crazy looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And like she wouldn't hold up to work for barefoot that mare. No. Like she definitely would have to have a wider set shoe on that left hind to make up for the, you know, she's resting on that outside yeah. wall all the time. So, so you just have to, you know, be thoughtful. I mean, post pictures, you all too, with these different questions. Absolutely. If, if you have learn. questions like this, please attach pictures so we can yeah. better answer you. Uh, breeding's good too, to add. Um, yes, that is always good. Because like I'm saying, the thoroughbreds are so very different in the feet. All right, next question. Emily, this one's Next yours. question. I know, I'm sorry. I, I just closed my uh, thing and pulled it back up so I could see. You want me this to read is, it? Oh, no, I got it now. Okay, so this is also from Sam Dorney. My trainer and I have been using the Pessoa system with my horses. He seems to be responding well, but I have but I have read Pessoa side reins or Vienna reins can cause your horse to get behind the bit or break in the second or third vertebrae instead of truly rounding. Is this true? And if so, how can I be sure my horse is properly building his top line and carrying himself correctly? The, is the, if the Pessoa is safe to use, what exercises or techniques are good for hunters? So I'm not just making him trot circles around me. How can I get most the most out of our Pessoa time for a young green horse. Yeah. I love the Pessoa rig. I it's in my opinion, I think it's very different than a side rein or a Vienna rein because you have Absolutely. The, the, the side the, reins don't give, No, they don't move with the horse. They don't have all that the Pessoa rig, the entire 
system moves mm-hmm. and adjusts. Mm-hmm. I would not even compare it to side rein. It's totally, yeah, totally mm-hmm. different. I really won't use a side rein. I don't think it's it's fair. Um, the horse doesn't have any relief. Um, they have to provide their own relief to to stay off of the bit. In which case, and then you get the back a third, the, the broke in the second, yeah. and the third, yeah, because they're they're constantly evading to stay off of it. That's kind of what the system. I mean, if it's one thing to just teach a little bit of uh, of um, you know structure to a young horse just a couple times. Um, but, uh, we love the Pessoa, Pessoa rig and for a hunter, there's different settings. I mean, I personally put it down low, um, like by the elbow, which is not actually a setting necessarily on a, on a side rank or on a, a sir single, but it's like where the buckle is, you know? Yeah. So I'll like even hook it down there so you can get that straight line from the corner of the mouth to say the horse's elbow. Um, and then your, you know, the, the transitions, excuse me, are so, so important and so helpful. And that's where a side rein is going to really jam them up like that in a trot to canter or walk to trot transitions. But in the Pessoa, you can start working transitions. Um, uh, for, for green horses, I love it because they have to have all the straps all over them. You know, they have to just get a little bit desensitized. Well, and they've Can't. got the butt thing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah People yeah, that, that don't great. subscribe to, um, to uh, you know, desensitization. Like no, it, it desensitizes yeah, it, you every day. It does, but, but some of them don't. Some, like some of them, oh, if you're, if you're out of it for like a week and you go, yeah, you're like, buddy, like we all know that the thing that goes behind your butt, like it's not doing anything. Like just let's, let's regroup it's not here. Bite you. Yeah, I know. Um, but that, oh, it's so great for them. And we even do, I, it depends on the horse. I mean, if you need a little bit of a, a little bit of maybe, uh, education in the mouth. You can use a metal bit or, or something like that. I really like to use the plastic ones. I use like a happy mouth, like something rubber, even, you know, just let the horses lean down on it a little bit. And then you can really get that throughness. Well, and um, so for the hunters, wouldn't you let the, let the rig out? Okay. Not only would you have it lower down, but you would have the frame let out. Absolutely. Con- compared to with jumpers, I would want it tight, tight up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So for the, for this, um, kind of job description here, I mean, for the exercises or techniques, I mean, you obviously want to make sure because again, the whole system moves around that you have it, uh, shorter on the inside as an, to have an inside bend so that your horse is not on an outside bend. When you switch directions, you do actually need to take the rig ropes and pull to re to switch to the other side. Um, and then from there, same thing as we were saying before, trot poles, canter poles. Even I even small jump jumps. Up. Yeah. I like him jumping the rig, my jumpers for sure. Well, and if you want to, uh, kind of add lateral work, so to speak into yes. it, I spiral them all the way in to a five meter circle and yep. then we'll push them back out and come in, in both trot Total. and canter. And that, that kind of gives you a, uh, a lunging lateral session yeah absolutely and that helps with the balance too because that's the hard thing you know when you you want to be in that lower frame but they do truly need to have self-carriage to be light on the front end in the lower frame which they get you know great in the rig uh, in the small circles for sure and then same thing incorporate weighted boots as you wish if you want more strength if you want a bigger hind end you know the hunters like to be how do we say it nicely (laughs) nice and rotund (laughs) Yeah, no, they do like them round. But honestly, the rig is great for that top line, and it puts a nice big neck on them. It gives too. them a stallion. Neck. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah, no, it's it's it should be really used more for for hunter training Absolutely. as well. well and I mean, even oh. some of the sir singles have rings down, down between the legs. Yeah, 
And if you're not worried about your horse, if your horse is good in the rig and he doesn't mess around, I would do even down as if they're drawings. Really stretch. And really get a deep, deep stretch. And that's going to really make your top line pop. Yeah, no, totally. But Pessoa rig all day long. All right. Next question. Kayla Benny. Kayla Benny. What are some good exercises to help change the shape of a jump? I have one guy that was a former steeple, former steeplechaser. Oh, wow. Who likes to hollow through the back and jump a bit flatter. And another who makes a good shape but needs to jump across the fences more. Okay, these are good questions. Mm-hmm. The first one, personally, is a little bit like Shinora because she will eat the trot pole and the jump in one right. go. <laughs> And if she were if she were better on the trail, she would be a good steeplechase horse. She absolutely <laughs> the fastest. So I would definitely say the placing poles on both sides, trot and canter. And also for me, I made the mistake of going straight in in a snaffle, wanting to be kind, and I ate all the all the poles and the jump at once. Did we so, have that one on video? Yes. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, Caroline launched uh, with her Mary Shinora from the beginning of the nine-foot placing rail and cleared all of it. It was supposed to be like a nice, pleasant little starting jump, but but it was big enough. I think it was up at like 115 or 120. You know, it was a decent size. You basically jumped like the open water a little bit. I basically did. Yeah, no, she's all about it. And she was just, Shinora was like, what? I did it because I can. She showed off poles. Yeah. How many more poles do I need to jump? So anyway, so make sure you have your bridle right. Because I came back around the next day and we had the bridle right, which is great. I had good breaks. And then we did the same exercise and she was perfect. So I would definitely, for the arc, for those ones that try to nosedive over and overpower with the back end, lots of placing poles front and back. Even if they can handle it, do Cavaletti. So it's even more Mm -hmm. to think about and back up. Yeah. No, that is really good. And honestly, it's almost a little bit the same for the other style horse. Uh, that needs to jump across the fences more. You can do the similar uh, type exercises, but like even like with an oxer and and placing poles or the V's. Also, you can take two rails and put them up uh, like a V on the jump. Um, and then it's that, like an upside down V. Upside down, yeah. So you've got the top of the bottom, so to speak, of the V sitting up on the top rail of your upright. And right. uh, that's going to stick up a little above that top rail and hopefully encourage that breakover and that kick out because mm-hmm. they don't want to touch that extra bit out there. Yeah. 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 And sometimes even those other exercises we were talking about the other, uh, yeah, like, for, like far, we were t- talking about with Jen's horse, um, trying to get him to carry on down the yeah. line and you can have it farther yep. away. So you can have like a little bit of a destination for the horse to land and go on yep. to the next one. And it depends how green everybody is, you know, because we can't, we, we don't want to scare him. So you've got to pick the appropriate exercises and, and, and build is up. he not, is he not jumping across because of technique or fear? It's, it's a little bit one of those so, questions that we're not sure what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why they might not be so good at getting across the fences. There are, um, some horses are okay with them. Some aren't, but pinch boots, Emily. Those are great for they encourage opening the hips. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's not cruel as it sounds. It's not a pinching sensation so much as when you go to pick up their hoof. You know how you like follow the tendon down and you just apply p- pressure, and that action that they give you is uh, 
that's what the boots do over the top of the fence is they kind of put that pressure and encourage that um, kick out. Yeah, like I know like to manufacture horses hind end like is, is not fair, you know, at a, at a high level of jumping. But I agree. I think the pinch boots are a great tool with the young horses. Like I have ones that jump too high and hard, but don't. And they, they naturally do have a good hind end on them, but they're just too focused on, you know, l- launching off the or ground. Or they've been badly trained. You know, or they've you been badly know, trained, but it makes them land uh, softer, though. Like for those young ones that, that hurl over the jumps, like you can you can get them to land softer, which is actually kinder. You know, so that they're not come crashing down. But yeah, you, you know, it it depends. Um, if you have a horse with an enormous, like Shinora, she doesn't really need them, but her stride no, is so big. <laughs> yeah, she but, would definitely cover no problem. I yeah, I'm no, she doesn't. Bowls for breakfast, but she's but even that, her getting at the jumps a no, little bit, it would help her just help the other end yeah. over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but she. Doesn't I mean, need we'll it. try it this week. We'll give y'all an update next yeah. month. Yeah. I'll experiment. tell you exactly how high I've been up over the top of the fence, know, but she'll really. land softer. I'm sure. Than yeah. Well, and then you boots. Yeah. And then you have, uh, just sometimes a little more rideability on the backside because you land appropriately. Um, yeah. but yeah, those are great. And this is the same, the same, uh, uh, extension two here. It's the two, two different horses. Yeah. Uh, but there, you know, you can do some of the same ex- exercises with both to encourage different things. Um, and here's Kayla Benny again. Also, what are some good groundwork exercises for young horses to introduce them to better footwork? Typically, what methods, techniques do you use to teach a young horse that is just back to jump under saddle? Um, for sure that the young horse, I jump, I always jump them, uh, on the lunge first, you know, like they can be doing all kinds of stuff before you get on to it. Like they jumping is at first somewhat awkward for them. They figure it out, but like they make mistakes, they get deep and long. And if you're not in totally control of the animal because they're green, you know, they, they sometimes associate the mistakes with like you doing it to them. Like, I just like them to make all of their nice mistakes on the lunge line and cross canner and chip and have rails and stop launch or launch or whatever it is that they want to do until they figure it out. Um, and then as far as the groundwork, I mean, I would say do some of what Anthony was talking about with all the poles. I'm just saying with the young ones that are just back, you could lay out as give them something to look at and think about, and it will give them good education and also desensitize to a, to a point. Absolutely. All that stuff is great. And you don't have to do it perfectly. You know, like Anthony was saying that there was different, um, you know, settings, obviously for the different strides and we do the same thing, but I've had some older professionals before do exercises where they just like drop a bunch of poles, like pixie sticks on the ground. And like, they're all in different areas, you know, like nothing, it's like totally random, but you're like, okay, you know, like, so are you in charge of your feet? Yeah. That is the question. Like they don't know that it needs to be nine feet or six feet, you know, placing rails or whatever, you know, they need to use their eyeballs and, and move their feet and, and get on over things. Um, so that's a fun one too. Yeah, so do it forward, got- backwards, sideways, mm-hmm. any which way over the poles, you know, it's not going to hurt them, but they're going to be thinking of where are my feet? Absolutely. Absolutely. So will you guys stay, stay in touch with us on those? Let us know. Yep. Um, and then here's one more is our last one is from Patricia Clark. Uh, she says this, uh, we sort of uh, intercepted and hijacked this question for today's show because <laughs> she says this message is for Jen and Jamie. I, I like listen- to do that, Emily. It's yeah. like hip hop. It's just, it's kind of like hip hop. <laughs> I have. I have listened to Horse Radio Network for, gosh, I'm going to say at least eight years and have thoroughly enjoyed each and every show. 
My daughter recently got a new horse that is an OTTB and has been such a blessing to us. She is riding her in the hunter divisions and we're having trouble finding a saddle that fits her high withers. Since you both have so much experience, I was hoping for some suggestions on saddles to try. We have tried a collegiate CWD Crosby and a Kincaid. And so far she is going best in the Kincaid. First, is that an appropriate saddle for showing in the hunter ring? Can you please help us help this mare by sharing your knowledge? Thank you. First of all, Emily, in your face, see, thoroughbreds off the track can be a blessing. <laughs> eat, your, eat your words right now. I know. I know. Some people, they are. I'm sure they are. For you, they were, too. It's just I grew up on warm bloods. Uh, and what are you going to do? And, and I think that the now the breeding is getting there. You are seeing some bigger ones, but for a bunch of years there, the horses that were coming off the track. Well, I know Bobby was huge. Was from Hong Kong. I know, but I worked at a racetrack here, and the ones that I rode were I didn't even want to get on them. They were like fourteen two, but but anyways, no, it's and and you know what they all the different horses have different confirmation stuff. You get a high withered horse in any breed. Um, was Bobby? Bobby high- was super narrow. Super high withers. He was 16-2. He was tall, tall dude. And um, I don't do hunters, so Emily, you're going to have to correct me if I'm giving wrong advice. But my Pessoa saddle is the only thing that was made to be narrow. It sat up on the withers. It did not even come close to touching. It's the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, those are good saddles. I think, and like, so I mean, can you use, is that appropriate? Yeah. yeah I do the jumpers, I mean, like, is that appropriate? I yeah. didn't know they had appropriate or not appropriate saddles. <laughs> I thought a saddle was a saddle. You were spared. <laughs> you were spared. There as is. long as it's brown, right? And a jumping saddle doesn't work. Right. I mean, I ride in a black one. Like, I don't care. Oh, so. so, but yeah, no, I mean, it, the, the idea is that it should be brown. Um, other than that, you need to get what fits your horse. I... You know, I, I ride a lot of different horses all over the place, different days uh, within my saddle. I have a little bit of a wider tree. That saddle, believe it or not, was actually made for glory. Um, that was my original, which is like the, the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't make horses that even look like that. So like why I had to get the saddle to fit him. But it was a bit wider um, and it does have, I have a Voltaire and it's got good clear wither clearance, but I end up making it fit the other horses. I, I love it does, like. It fits everyone. It fits everybody. But I, um, if the, if the wither is a little too high, I, I like those leather back pads that are firm, you know, and they have a crease in the middle. And so you can actually raise the, the uh, saddle and hover it. Uh, over the wither so and because I, it's leather the saddle won't slide down onto exactly. it yeah so i think that's a really great a great they tool may but- be pricey but you buy it once you take mm-hmm. good care of it it should last a lifetime yeah i know tide coffin makes one Equifit yep. makes one. there's quite a few people um but you need to you know just find find the right saddle for your horse uh, and as long as it's brown, then you're hunter ring appropriate but i would definitely uh encourage you to look into some of those pads uh, I try think. the Pessoa saddle. Try the Pessoa saddle. For Absolutely. whatever reason, they manufactured mine just for my thoroughbred, and I was shocked. It never even came close. The way it sat up there, he could have been even more slab side than I think higher those, withers. Those saddles do kind of have a little bit cut back They're, in the area. They are really, really well made. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, those are good saddles. Well, you all stay in touch with all these updates. We love the questions. Thank you and so much. And pictures for saddle and fitting and stuff. Picture, picture, picture. picture, picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of it. You can do pictures everywhere, um, and that would help. No, but it does help. It does help because sure. we want to be able to help. 
you know, and, and getting all the information that we can, uh, you know, that, that makes us be able to help more. So y'all check it out for sure next month when we post, uh, and keep them coming. We love having them and we will be back the first Tuesday. Actually, no, I lied. It's not, it's not going to be the first Tuesday because I believe that that's the first. Oh, it's the first. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. New Year's. Woo. And Crazy, a t-shirt. Huh? <laughs> and a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't laugh yet. I mean, it could get cold. Um, so, and we have also our title sponsor, Sequestrian. You guys check them out online, ecequestrianco.com and Facebook, Sequestrian Apparel or Sequestrian for IHSA. All of our team shirts, all machine washable, custom logo liners. We do all of the shirts for um, the IHSA teams. So you can get your uh, your liners in there with your logo. And we are also now doing all different colors on jackets. You can get made to order jackets. And we will actually be set up and selling in Wellington this year, which is very exciting for us because mainly we have been selling through Dover and through other third parties, but we are actually going to be set up. So thank you guys for listening and thank you for the questions. And, and we will be in Have a good Christmas. Woo!